Well, it's no secret the pandemic changed the ways you work and, quite frankly, the way you want to work. Well, you sort of haven't exactly rushed back to our CBD office towers and even the Fair Work Commission recently recognised the right of workers to ask for more flexibility and hybrid working arrangements as a right. Are you considering a career change this year? We're told job seekers are able to set the terms these days. It's a workers' market, but is that really the case with many big economies on the verge of recession. I'd love to hear from you. Perhaps you're in the middle of a negotiation for a new role. Are you pushing hard for certain conditions or pay or hybrid arrangements? How are you going about it? Are you finding the boss pretty receptive given the kind of worker shortage at the moment? So what are the top three things that are important to you in terms of the work you do? Is it remuneration or is it flexibility? Is it a four-day working week perhaps? Certainly the perks uh, of the workplace have changed after the pandemic. You can text me now, 0418 or tweet me at RN Drive. We're here to tell you some of these sort of big hiring trends and kind of roles on offer in 2023 is Nicole Gorton. She's the director of the Robert Half Recruitment Company. Uh, Nicole, generally speaking, what are these top three things your current candidates are listing as being the most important to them in their new roles? Yeah, it's a great question. What So what we're seeing is, and it really depends on what stage you're at in life. So I wouldn't say that there's a one, two and three. I would say that in the top three, and it will it will vary depending on, you know, if you've got a mortgage to pay, kids at school, um, if you're on the beginning of your career trajectory. So the, the top three are remuneration, definitely uh, work style, being in office, uh, versus remote and a combination of. And number three would be benefits. And benefits is, it's very broad in what that encompasses. It basically comes down to two kinds of employees, right? People with kids and people without kids, because certainly the flexibility factor was discovered during the pandemic and all of the time we spent uh, certainly at home whilst fulfilling our work obligations. Are you finding that that kind of 50-50 split is still happening in the job applications and the candidates that you're, you're seeking to fill? I'd take it broader than than the uh, the children thing. I think that it's a what plays out here is uh, people have worked out that they can actually be ex- extremely uh, productive working in a remote environment, uh, and they benefit from that. Whether that is because uh, kids or pets, uh, they've got extracurricular activities that they can now access. They get a little bit of time back with their commute. Um, and so it is in that in the top three. Uh, I wouldn't say it's fifty fifty. I just think that it's a it's a pretty well blanketed now across uh, our work environment. So, do you find that your clients, those employers seeking employees, care where their employees actually are? Yes, I do. I think it has changed, and I think it's an it's a changing landscape. We we know that uh, you know. During uh, the pandemic, what played out was we allowed for people to work at home. Organisations uncovered that that was an opportunity for individuals to be able to go and do that, for teams to be able to go and do that. As we've now become uh, the economy's back and our uh, the streets are paved with footprints and, you know, the cafes are full and everything is, you know, consumer spending is up. What we are seeing is that People are now back in office, but what they are proactively doing is requesting an element of their work time 
be remote uh, and it's just like what does that policy then uh, describe as remote v in office? So, so due to the high jobless rate, I imagine that internal promotions are going to be something that will dominate kind of recruitment trends this year. What else do you expect to see? Yeah, I think definitely the uh, the retention strategy for all organisations is number one. How do they retain their top talent? There's so many different areas that organisations are now considering as it relates to hiring. And as they go to hire, they know that these are the top three things that people are looking for. But what can they afford as it relates to remuneration? Certain organisations, some of the bigger corporates, you know, they may have a little bit more cash flow to be able to spend on that uh, those areas. And in some cases, they don't because it might be a, it might be a situation where there's they're capped because of uh, the level that the person's coming in at, and they have salary bandings. For the small to medium organisations, they very much heavily rely on the we're going to offer hybrid work style because we know it's in the top three, but what are the benefits that people are interested in? And there are two things that play out there. Number one is professional development. Uh, And the second thing is flexibility. And flexibility is definitely different to the work style uh, concept being that, you know, am I able to come in at, you know, uh, late on a Tuesday because I've got to drop the kids off or can I leave early on a Friday because I've got a photography course. Flexibility has become really important to people. It's just uh, having that open, transparent communication with their upline manager. They're the two things in benefits. It used to be like gym memberships. It used to be, um, uh, you know, other uh, you know, um, health and wellness programs, lunchtime yoga and so forth. Yeah, exactly. Whereas now it's, um, it's flexibility and professional development. They've come out as the top two. I notice in this report of yours, one of the interesting demands from employers is actually something that we probably haven't seen before in terms of a skill set for potential applicants. It's cybersecurity skills. I mean, after all of the hacking and data breaches we've seen in this country, Medibank uh, et al. I mean, this must be kind of front of mind for all size of employers now. How, how can you capitalise on this if you <laughs> certainly not a cybersecurity expert yourself? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that, you know, globally, locally, whatever happens to the employment landscape where we will start to see, I mean, let's face it, you know, we, we now are able to travel again. So Australia will benefit from that massively where, you know, we get the international traveller uh, come in and that talent uh, come and inject itself into Australia and into organisations, uh, you know, with a visa ability to be able to work in Australia. So that's all opened up again, which is fantastic. But then, so what I'm saying here is with supply and demand, Demand will never, ever, ever go away at this rate in technology, particularly as it relates to cybersecurity. At the moment, companies are so stretched trying to secure their data. You know, they don't know where to go, how to do it. And so they don't necessarily have the technical skill set to be able to execute on that. And that also plays out in um, taking their business to the cloud or how, you know, the the whole concept of digitisation and and giving the customer a better experience through uh, making sure that their business talks all elements of uh, digital capacity. How are they doing that? They need talent and skills, and we have such a shortage. 
uh, in these areas globally. I encourage people at university, go and get these skills, go and do these courses because you'll be, uh, you'll be very much in demand and that won't go away for a very long time. Back in my day, it was, do you know how to use Word or Microsoft? Now you've got to sort of <laughs> yeah, exactly. know, know how to sort of diagnose if the Russians have got into your work servers. If you just tuned in, top recruiter Nicole Gorton is here. We're talking about recruitment trends in Australia this year. I'd love to hear from you if you're currently you know, thinking about a new job or considering a career change, perhaps you're in the middle of a bit of a negotiation. The text line's open now, 0418 There has been this talk about a possibility, Nicole, of a global recession. Should that happen, what impact will it have on recruitment in Australia? Yeah, it's a really good question. We have, I mean, it definitely will have an impact where, you know, at the moment the employee, uh, you know, they have the upper hand, they have the upper hand to negotiate and so we'll start to see that level out. That will be the main impact as it relates to uh, organisations hiring. Are they going to hire at the rate that they've hired over the last 12 months? Uh, I suspect not. Uh, it, it will slow down. It will slow down slightly as companies become a little bit more conservative around uh, adding to headcount, with the exception of technology and finance and accounting as it relates to risk compliance and data analytics. Those positions within organisations still remain top of mind and how they take their businesses to the next level. But otherwise, outside of that, I see that organisations will just be a little bit more cautious to see what happens. Yeah, it's certainly going to be an interesting year considering everything we've been through. It must be difficult to make predictions with such a big global recession looming. Uh, That was Nicole Gorton, Director of the Robert Half Recruitment Company. Appreciate your time tonight. Thank you very much. And if uh, you're thinking about making a big change in your career in 2023, perhaps you're negotiating with the boss, perhaps you're thinking about going out on your own, I'd love to hear from you. 0418 Right now, it's 2225 here on RN Drive. You're listening to Andy Park. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.